You're now listening to a Rat House Production Podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to R-E-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. Aaron, uh, today I'm here by myself. Well, I got Matt back me up on the soundboard. Hey, hey. And we got a, a very special guest today. Do um, we? Yeah. Well, we're They're not be... in the studio, though. Not, not, not just yet. Where They're are actually... they? I don't see them. Is awesome. it Gina? It's Gina in the corner. Yeah, Hi, Gina. Gina's <laughs> also here shadowing Matt to, to learn us. Help the, oh no, we got a, We got another sucker to come in. <laughs> <laughs> free work or free labor. <laughs> But we yeah. get paid. It's just literally in pennies. So go ahead and make sure to go to Rat House Apparel on the link on this episode and buy a Hump for the Paranormal shirt, and that will help us, you know, not uh, be slaving away at pennies. You're actually wearing one right now. It looks, I am. looks really good. I like I'm, it. I'm wearing the, uh, I, I had the a choice between the- scary house. Yeah, the scary house or the Raggedy Ann, or not Raggedy Ann, technically Annabelle yeah, yeah. shirt. Or the Got Sage shirt, but I was like... I'm going for the Got Sage. I, You know what? I would like to see you guys with the Got Sage mugs on air. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll do that too. Um, but you know what? Uh, I, 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 I just... I like the Haunted House. And I like that it straight up says Hunt for the Paranormal at the bottom. And just as little hints of like color changes on it, like the blood that's on the... I think it's on the second. The, the banister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got the... Um, Strange the, the statue. Nun. Yeah, it does look like a nun, like yeah, a, the a Mary nun. figure, Ooh. just cast it in the shadow. So, Which that movie's coming out soon. The the nun, the nun. Is it the nun? Yeah, is it a scary movie. Yeah, uh, the James is it about Wan. a nun? Yeah, it was actually in <laughs> Annabelle. Oh no! Remember you saw her in the picture? No. Yeah, that one. yeah. I'm gonna say Ray we'll Romano. See. No, no, no. But yeah, we got our special guest Grant. Or I'm not too sure if I'm saying that right. It's G O R A N. So Grant. Um, he's actually out in Australia. He hit us up and he's, he's got a book out called the, what was it called? Um, the hunt for the paranormal, <laughs> what's the, the needles, uh, acupuncture, acupuncture of the mind. That's what it's called. Uh, oh, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, he's going to tell us his story and pretty much he's, I'm scared of acupuncture other... though. <laughs> yeah. I don't like needles. Is he going to poke my brain with needles? Uh, in, in one way or another. I don't yeah. know if I want to be a part I of this say. interview. <laughs> So it's going to be very interesting. They're actually out in Australia now. It's 2 p.m. here, but out there it's about to be 9 a.m. So so they lucked out then because, <laughs> like, I've I've done interviews where even on, like, for my fire inside, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, it's, like, 3 a.m. and, you know, like, Siberia, <laughs> and we're going to call in, and we're like, oh, we feel bad. Well, yeah, they're, it's Sunday for them out there right now. Must be nice. Yeah, right? It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I was actually curious about this, too. I, uh, I was joking around with Mike, and I'm like, can we ask him about the phantom kangaroos? And he's like, what are phantom kangaroos? And I go, well, it's 
like when you hear hopping behind you and you turn around and there's nothing there and he's like, you're stupid, dude. <laughs> so I was like, it could be a thing though. You never know. No, I would imagine we have all the kind, like if we have bats, there's usually a bat creature. So why not have a Yeah, see, there you go. Or even then like in, Actually, Aust- in Australia, it's kind of interesting because like that was originally a prison colony where like the British were like, just send them there. Wow. Like they'll be fine. And then, you know, after years, they're like, maybe we should stop doing this and you know, everything, you know, that's so why it has such a rich history of like hauntings. Well, and there's stuff the there. Aborigines, and then there's the the other cultures. And that's mm-hmm. what I always wonder. Like, where did, where did the white folks come from? That's where they came but, from. Yeah, that they makes, were like, that see that island over the, there that like we can't see. We're gonna send all our bad people there, <laughs> and hopefully nothing goes wrong. But yeah, man, it, it, it's really interesting, and I've heard I've heard so many horror stories there, which is weird. Like thinking about it, that there are so many places that just like have such rich histories of like of like death and and a lot and, yeah. well, and things like that especially out in like the the other side of the, the world you know this they've got just what two times as much history than we do in, you know, yeah in so they're just like royally screwed over there they're just walking on on you know corpses <laughs> well that's what's funny me and gina we're going to be going out to ireland for our um, honeymoon and we're checking out like all the catacombs which is feels no. very morbid for no. a honeymoon. We're like, yeah, let's see all the death stuff. Well, I mean, I mean, there's worse things you could do. There's people having intercourse on, you know, people's graves. So you know, well, that's true. <laughs> I Wait, mean, is, <laughs> you guys are at least doing the tourist are, are thing. Thinking American werewolf in Paris. I'm not. I'm <laughs> actually thinking of, unfortunately, people I know that have done it. <laughs> so, in all fairness, hey, uh, you guys, you guys went to uh, Lightning in a Bottle when we talked about it. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, now that because uh, of Gina. Uh, I, I I actually kind of want to go. I doubt oh, that I'd be able no. to, uh, just because you know I, I got my kid and all that. Well, good they stuff. actually have a children's section. Oh, they they'll yeah, babysit my kid. I'll just be that, like, here, well, they take have em. little things like that. Yeah, they're like, no, 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 we're not here to babysit. Take them. <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you guys kind of interest me in it, and, and just because uh, the well, spirituality you, of it, and on top of it, the, the music aspect, and I just feel like that's both things that are right up my alley. Well, we can figure something out in the future, like when me and Gina have our little one. You know, we're still gonna want to do certain things like that. And luckily, with lightning in a bottle, they have like a special secluded area for families. You know, so it's away from the craziness, away from the drugs. No, and I, if want, you I want, want my like, child to see it first. See this? This is why you <laughs> well, don't do yeah. acid. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always families, you know, walking around the other areas too. Like their kids just naked walking around. I knew covered it. In dirt. I knew that was yeah. going to be the next thing you said. Yeah. I, was, I was even going to ask, was the kid naked? Because I feel yeah, like he was naked. They're hippies. It's like, uh, it's like uh, when when Maggie on The Simpsons is like, so they're passing the pacifier and it's like a joint, quote unquote. <laughs> and like, there's like a naked baby in the mud dancing around. <laughs> That's, That's pretty what much I what it looked like. Like, yeah. Almost like uh, how how Burning, how they associated Bernie, or I guess uh, portrayed Burning Man in Malcolm in the Middle. I kind of imagine them like that. It's like, no, it never ends. <laughs> That's how you feel, though. It's it's honestly, you, you go there and everybody's just, I don't know, they, they let go. You know, the first day, tensions are high because you're living in the city. But by the end of it, you just don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just, you're you're like, just so... Good relax everybody bump into it's not like oh you know everybody apologizes nobody's for, like, macho stepping on about shoes. It. yeah exactly except for the person that like you know doesn't have shoes on well they're, they're... they just apologize they're just like <laughs> sorry you're like no shoes all right that's the way we're going today <laughs> and you know there's a whole bunch of people too i guarantee <sighs> you should sell uh you should sell flip-flops dude you should <laughs> next time when you go sell flip-flops i guarantee you'll make a lot of money 
But um, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. And you know what? Uh, there's a side of me that kind of wants to open the third eye. But there's a side of me that really doesn't still. I, I was re-listening well, to a lot third, of the Hunt for the Paranormals yeah. and even stuff that we talked about uh, prior to the idea of Hunt for the Paranormal, which was on That's Life. Uh, we, we wanted to in, in, investigate DeForest Park. Nothing happened. Well, there, I've been, end. you know, it, it, that's what's funny is because when uh, Grant hit us up and it, it, like three weeks later, everybody got sick and it kind of went down the rails and we didn't know if this interview was going to happen but like they said it's like hey everything works out for a reason so maybe there's a reason you're here about to hear his story because that's what it seems to be about where your your eye is always open your third eye is open but what we tend to do as we grow old is learn to ignore and mask one problem as another due to our own like psychology in that sense we we act more logical than Huh? And Miss is he here? No, we're, we're calling oh, him right now. <laughs> cool. This Think is my first time doing segue. Yeah. Let me see that. Yeah, I was gonna say I should probably push this over just a little bit. Uh oh. Yo. Okay, so we're back. Uh, we're having a little bit technical difficulties. We are calling Australia through Skype. So um, once we get that through, we'll we'll continue that interview. Um, but we got my fiance Gina right here with us. Um, hey Gina. Hi. Hey Gina. Hello. Get a little so are we mic. are we going to talk about the uh, haunting experience of being with Aaron? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's pretty scary. I don't think you guys are ready. <laughs> Yakukui. Well, actually, what's funny too is like you guys know me as like you know Mr. Witch or just like the spiritual in that sense. But... Can I start calling you Mr. Witch now? I feel like that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I used to make fun of it. You know, Gina was into the stones and stuff, and I was talking shit. Until, you don't like, like the st- Rolling Stones? No. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, you know what? I shouldn't be joking. I keep doing it. But uh, no, no. I think that's why everybody wh- likes this show. It's not too serious. Even Gina like listened a few times yeah. and she's like, yeah. It's good. <laughs> so wait, stones? So like, like, yeah, like, like gemstones. Like and- that gem right Yeah, she can probably tell us what that. Yeah. What is that? Um, it's kryptonite. This- I think it's some Calcite? like a fl- no. It has to do with the floor fluoride. Fluoride, yeah, yeah. fluoride, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, so like fluoride, like yeah, yeah, which is actually poisonous. Yeah, don't touch it. No. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get it. It's poisonous. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but uh, we both kind of started experiencing things for ourselves, like um, well, tarot cards. You mm-hmm. know, there was that. Uh, I, I think I told the story. A long time ago when, when Bella died. Mm. Like, let's hear it from your point of perspective when we went into the, the spiritual shop that day. Oh, yeah. We went into the spiritual shop looking for tarot cards. And it just so happens that the the card that we... we well, we sat down with the lady that worked there. And she's mm-hmm. actually a, a white witch? White witch, yeah. yeah. She communes more with angels and any light lighter side of spirituality. Yeah. R- real quick, where is this place located? In uh, Uptown, it's called the the Dharma Dharma bookstore. The Dharma yeah. bookstore, yeah. Is above it is it Steve's Barbecue? Right oh, above interesting. It. Above yeah. Steve's Barbecue. Okay, yeah. I actually went to the person that they're next to, like the movie theater. No, the uh, shop. yeah, there's another shop in Uptown. There's like too, four now. Right by the movie <laughs> it's 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 ne- It's off of Philadelphia, next to I think what used to be the Fireman's Grill. Oh, uh, up, okay. So the upper side. Which I might add, her predictions were wrong. But go on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we sat down with her and she wanted to give us a reading. A one card. Yeah, one reading. card reading. Uh, and the first card that came up was the death card. 
And my dog had been alive for about 13 years at that point. And we were kind of, you know, dealing with, okay, we need, we know we needed to Just put her down, but it was hard to let go of yeah. her. And it so was a we, time coming. She, yeah. you know, she, she couldn't barely get up. Like the arthritis really started taking over. She, she, she started like going anymore. to the bathroom on herself. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a time coming, but. Well, we did a tarot card later to to just kind of make sense of it. And pretty much what it was saying is that she was holding on for us because we couldn't let go. Yeah, that's what the card said. Yeah, And it made sense. She held on as long as fucking possible. Mm -hmm. I've actually heard that sometimes when you get the death card, it doesn't always mean death. It could be like the death of like a habit or Mm -hmm. like something like that. Could be rebirth as well. It's usually changing, letting go of what was and becoming something new like Mm -hmm. the Phoenix, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Another well, another card that actually meant death was when I, me and my well, my buddy, I'm not gonna name him, but his wife wanted a tarot card reading, and it was about the relationship. They kind of just got back together after like years of not seeing each other and got it's married. Just four death cards. <laughs> I don't even have four death <laughs> cards in here. <laughs> it, it felt bad, and it was the one time that I couldn't tell the person honestly what my intuition told me, which Aww. was it's gonna end. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna. It's not gonna last. And what it was saying is they were living with a bunch of friends and every, when you live with four other roommates, dudes, and it's one lady in there as a married couple, yeah. of course it's going to have some strain. <laughs> Temptation might happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, they, you know, they refused to see it that way. And I told them, yeah, it's rebirth. You know, if you don't let go of the old ways and start anew, it's going to end in that sense. And like a year or two later, they just filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Oof. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Tiffany knows how to do the uh, playing cards and can read relationships. Through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. That. And, and, the, and the, the scarier thing is that every single time it has been 100% accurate. Whoa. Well, that's the weird thing, too, Like, because I was even looking into it. If, like, let's say you're doing it with those playing cards and if you start to add the numbers or looking at it that way with numerology oh, yeah. then there's like even more meanings on top of it like if you guys want to check out the episode with Manny Ortiz uh, he's pretty much the numerologist in our group yeah, yeah. and he explained all of it and mm-hmm. it, it's pretty interesting because I haven't even done that with tarot cards where you get one message and it's how they relate to each other but then you can even add the numbers or separate them and it'll give you more to it. Oof. Yeah. No, I haven't even started with that. Yeah. That just sounds like a lot of stuff I have to Math. remember. Yeah, and I can't do it. it it's, it's cool though when Tiffany does it. Have you guys yeah. ever seen it with a playing card at all? No. So no. basically what happens is you pull up the king and the queen Okay. and um, if they're facing each other, that means that, that they like each other. Okay. Um, if they're facing, uh, if one of them's facing away, that basically means like they're not interested in you mm-hmm. or like, or sometimes you, you play cards and like another king or queen or something else oh, will no. come up. And when that happens, it's like, they're looking at this person, the Joker card. Yeah. <laughs> like, while well, you're looking at, you know, My them <laughs> and then even then like they'll be and then uh when you get like the hearts and diamonds and stuff like that that's how many issues they have with you why they like like either okay you guys like each other but you have issues with each other and you have like three huge issues with each other or you're looking away from each other i've seen a time where like just to try to throw off the cards which i probably shouldn't have done but i was like do this do this like and i had somebody in, in in mind and it ended up uh 
they're like the the list was like I think like eight on my side and like six on their side. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. So it, it's pretty interesting. And on top of it, once you use those playing cards for that, you can't use them again, and uh, for anything else. Okay. So you know, I'm sure you guys know you don't you don't want to disrespect. Oh cards yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's another thing I've been learning as well. Well, tarot cards and have been disrespecting cards, lighting no, them on no, no, fire. No, no. How dare you? No, we've actually we've had that conversation here where well, that's how we believe cursed objects are are created. Yeah. Where yeah, you're uh, being a dick. Where you use them beyond their their purpose or their set purpose, so they start to get upset <laughs> in the in their own little cosmic way. Um, wait, what the? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, with the cards, uh, pretty much I've been learning that you can actually use them as a form of spell casting rather than just divination. Um, like, let's say if you have an issue with anger, find the card that represents anger and then that will give you the solutions you need. So you just keep focusing on it, meditating on it or even writing a sigil on it that corrects your problem and then burning the card or something like that, that there's a lot more to it than we actually perceive. We did that at LIB. We wrote uh, sigils. And then we decided to burn it um, with whatever we were, whatever we needed to let go for that trip when we went. Aaron grinds his teeth, light it, and I let go. Let go. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't want to make fun of it, but every time you guys say that, it was a nice one. Well, I almost got in trouble too. Because, like, well, it's it's everybody's different, like, views of spirituality. Because I almost, like, there was a big ceremonial fire. And then there was other like dumpsters or like these cans around it that had the coals and stuff. So when I threw in the sigil, I threw it into the side, you know, fire or like the little coals. And the guy got like almost ups- like upset. Like, what did you just throw in there? Like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it was the sigil. Like, he's like, it's a good thing you didn't throw it in there. Like, because they're concentrating it for a specific purpose, mm-hmm. which I understood. But like, he kind of like just started really kind of like i don't know like a priest would like talk to like a kid who didn't understand Mm -hmm. you know and it's kind of weird because you wouldn't really expect that kind of mentality from these people but just like everything else there there are a few that yes sir you know don't understand or they're using it to make themselves feel better than others in that sense yeah Yeah. but you know like because i felt you could have been a little calmer and more explanatory than Mm -hmm. just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because a- I apologize, you know, I, I didn't understand, and I'm glad it, I didn't throw it into the the big it, one. It's yeah. funny because uh, since you guys are talking about all this and you know uh, things you guys dabble in, uh, when I was and for a long time actually, probably when I was like eight or nine, all the way up to like sixteen, uh, I really wanted to get into like reading the crystal ball, tarot cards, all that stuff, <laughs> and my mom was like, no. No, and if uh, I'm sure from previous episodes you guys have heard, uh, she she's just experienced a lot of stuff, and I have, and she just she didn't want that third eye opening up any more than well, it's what it already is. <laughs> yeah, like it can be. well, see, she's practicing and ignoring mm-hmm. at this point. Like she has the ability, and she could start seeing it all over again. But she's well, so she's focused still, on not seeing it. She still sees stuff. It's just she doesn't. How do I explain to. this? No, not want to. It's more like, well, I have to deal with this again. Like she's seen enough. Yeah, exa- that's what it is. Yeah. Like you, you grow, you grow tired of it. Can you imagine constantly seeing spirits and things that always roam your house? And it happens either once a year or once every three years. It's just like, man, you you, you grow old of it. I mean, I did. I remember all the crap I had to go through as a kid, and it's just like. 
that that's also why I'm at this point too, where like I know unfortunately like my child might have you know <laughs> might have this ability. Well, I, I honestly believe every child does. That's why we tend to always hear stories about kids, especially young, young, yeah, yeah. seeing things that they shouldn't be seeing or like it, like describing things that they never seen in their life previously. Mm-hmm. Well, currently where I'm living at, I don't feel anything. And, I don't, and my kids never stared at the wall and be like, what's jumping yeah. up and down right now? So I'm like, yes. That's good. <laughs> yeah, things are like, I've never, I, I hate to say this, even when I, uh, uh, even at the La Mirada house, when I go there, like, it doesn't feel, it just, there's there's something. It never feels welcoming. Mm. It's just something. Well, you know, it, what I've read and what I've heard is, it's all about like the reason why 3 a.m. is the, the haunting hours because that's the time in our area that's most calm. You know, m- many people are sleeping, so there's not so much energy going around. Whereas you're living in an apartment complex now and you've got stacks and stacks of people probably li- living, working at different times. So there's a con- constant energy flow of people just projecting their stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's no real room to listen to any of like the silence. Yeah. You know, well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I actually, I come home, I I work third, second shift. Mm. So I come home between the two and four in the morning. Exactly. And you're up. Yeah. yeah so when, I, when I'm walking around, even then, like at, at the La Mirada house that I, that I grew up in, like uh, from my room and going into the restroom, even as like, you know, 26 year old, mm-hmm. I know uh, either there, uh, hopefully there's a nightlight in the restroom <laughs> or if not, don't stare directly down the hallway Ooh. into like the kitchen and like dining room area. And even then, like you walk as fast as you can and you do not turn around once you leave the restroom to go back to your room. That's how I was. I would like, uh, we had a long hallway and it was always like, if my parents were home, it was always their room that gave off that feeling mm-hmm. like don't look in there just yeah. don't look in there that's why I, <laughs> like, I always imagine it was my imagination but like uh, the more I learn about this stuff it could have very well been something else yeah I mean I saw I came home once and I saw something in my mom's room mm-hmm. and I was with my girlfriend at the time and I yelled at her I go you gotta get out you gotta get out of the house she's like what's going on I go just get out trust me <laughs> so she gets out and I go in and I try to like send Delilah in and like she's like I'm not going in there <laughs> I'm like great so I have a knife and I'm like I'd rather this be a person than, <laughs> than yeah. something I can't fight so I go in there's nothing in there but since then when I'd be at uh, at the house I grew up uh, uh, if I'd be alone all doors must be closed yeah. uh, like Mm-mm. I'd rather and, and, you know which doesn't help me because if it's in front of the door I'm like well I'm fucked <laughs> but you know like at least like mentally I was like yeah. whatever's behind the door I can't see you and I'm not trying to so please just like I'm gonna sit in this living room in this house that has a lot of fucking windows for some well, odd reason well just like Sage in the house that was your ritual to close off your sight from them you know by closing each door it's kind of like a ritual you think so well it's a, it's a one thing you're connecting from the mind to a physical action of actually I guess closing I, I, that I see off. what you, you know see what I mean? yeah yeah because yeah. it's like I want to look if you're leaving the door open and since I'm closing it it's, you're kind of inviting it look. in that yeah. sense yeah yeah well that's because that was your view of it yeah Gina have you had any ghouling uh, experiences I've had two experiences in my life but I I, I mean I guess the first one happened when I was about 13 years old. I was staying um, at my friend's house. There's these two sisters that were my best friends, and we decided to play with the Ouija board because, you know, we're 13-year-old girls, and we 
were bored and <laughs> wanted to man, do something exciting. And I got smacked for playing and... a little keychain one, man. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. the wrong reasons <laughs> to If it's be a playing. Mexican household, that shit don't come yeah. to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, this was, was in like she, a mall. She, My mom she was went, like, no. What did I tell you about it? I was like, it's a keychain. And she's and like, no. Where were you? Uh, your friends are... Um, uh, oh, White. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're white girls. Yeah. Hey, we got the Milton Bradley. <laughs> they were Czechoslovakian, actually. Oh, there you go. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it was made of wood. The Czechoslovakian. <laughs> it was very, a legit one. They're very much comfortable with witchcraft and and paganism in that sense. Well, because there's a lot of Slovak, like a lot of things about Baba Yaga. I've mentioned her before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's Slovakian. Um, there's there's plenty of cool. Did old, you just say Lady Gaga? What did you say? Uh, yeah. Baba Yaga. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty much this her witch distant cousin that her house yeah. roams the woods uh, on two chicken legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, her fence is made of skulls, and she's horrid looking. She she flies on a motor, like you know those things that you. It's pretty much like a big iron cast that I guess you used to use for fires or so. And she actually rides that rather than the broomstick, which I found interesting. But, That's uh, heavy. Yeah. I don't know how you fly on that. And she roams like from woods to woods. must be a yoked out witch if she's going to hit you with that shit. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with her. And yeah. she, she's very ugly, but then if you get past that, she'll teach you things and kind of like lead you the way. But if you're an asshole, then, well, she'll scare the hell out of you. Interesting. Yeah. So, Gina, you had, you were play, yeah, playing with so a Ouija board. We were playing wait, with Wait, wait, wait. Milton, ba- Milton Bradley one, or was it like, like somebody drew on paper? Uh, I think it was like one of the it wasn't Rolling. like a legit one. Oh no. I don't okay. think. But we did see So there was see, more energy in it. Yeah, and we did see the same exact entity. Um we decided to turn the lights off. So there was only like the kitchen light on and the we were in the living room and then the kitchen was right next to it and so we only had the kitchen light on so it was pretty dark but there was still like, you know, backlit a little bit. And so we were playing and we were just, you know, goofing around being little 13-year-old girls. And all of a sudden, we knew that her mom wasn't there. And so because we were just, we finally had a night to ourselves. And so we were super excited. And then they had like this bar um, separating the hallway from the living room. And when we were trying to like contact a spirit, we were kind of just reaching out like, hey, is anybody there? Anybody there? It moved. It said yes. yes. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we were all like, who did you Did you guys do that? Did you do it? You know, asking each other. And we were like, no, no, no. We're like, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden we see like between um, walking down the hallway. Um, we were in the living room. You know, I said there's a bar separating the hallway. There was a black, was like a shadow figure, but it had like a top hat. And I was like, do you guys Got see that? Babadook and it was kind of yeah. like walking slow. And then I was like, is your mom here? Like, I thought she wasn't supposed <laughs> to be here. And they're like, no, she's not here. I'm like, did you see that? Dude, and they're like, that. yeah, what'd you see? I was like, there was a, like a this guy or a, sh- <laughs> a shadow figure of something, you know? And so we ran and we turned the living room light on. And of course it was gone. But... Like I don't know, it just we felt kind of creepy after that. So we well, decided three, to put it away and three just put young a girls at a movie house on with no one supposed to be there. You see a towering man in the hallway. Yeah, yeah be freaked out but too. we all saw the same Murder. thing. Like, did it look like he was wearing like one of like one like of those a bo- like the Babadook? Oh no, it's a bowler hats. hat. It's yeah, a bowler hat. Like one of those rounded mm, hats. Hat, yeah. Like 
men used to wear in the olden days. Like you know? uh, like the Three Stooges. Yeah, and yeah. then he had like like shoulder length hair too. But we knew we both knew we we all knew it was a, ma- yeah. a man. It's all it Jack the Ripper status, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Those creepy haircuts. He was British. It was pretty creepy, so we just decided to. Did you talk to your friend after and see if she had any other experiences? No, we we lost touch after um, (laughs) after that experience. (laughs) This, I'm never going back yet. (laughs) Fuck this shit, I'm out. I'm not friends with you anymore. No, No, we um, we didn't really talk about it again after that. But um, did you go back to the house? Yeah, yeah, and there was no other experiences. But again, like we were 13, so there's. I feel like we kind of were like ignoring like any if anything was trying to contact us after that we were just ignoring it you know and not like aware of what was what might have been going on you know but that was enough (laughs) that's awesome dude i I, i'm so sorry gina like i've had i'm here i know right but we're we're all here we all have horrible haunting it's all when we're 13 too it's almost like it's almost like going through like puberty and mm-hmm. it's like the last hurrah before like hey guess what like yeah. these things are coming well thank you so much Gina we appreciate yeah. you coming on thanks guys hello no not yet oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know Skype it, you'll be able to tell watch Hello. Hello. How are you going? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm just trying to get the video up. What's going on? Um, oh, uh, you don't need to do video. I think audio will be just fine. Besides, yeah. oh, you don't want to see her. Oh, never mind. He's already there. Hey. 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 All right. Whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> uh, my name is Aaron, and this is Matt with us. Hi. I'm normally not the co-host, but you know, can <laughs> yeah. you see us by chance? Yeah. No, I can't. Oh, okay. That's probably because we don't have our camera on. No, no, no. no. that's okay. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Let's see. So, um, where do you want to start? Uh, I've read your biography, and I see that you had a near-death experience, and that's your book, Acupuncture of the Mind. Uh, I let others know about that as well, and I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, all right. So, um, about the book or the NDE? Um, either where, where, wherever we you would like to start. We should probably start with the experience, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, back in 2001, um, I was with, um, I had a, I separated from my first wife um, and I was living with a roommate and there was two storms that came through and on the second storm, which was pretty late at night, actually, it was about 10.30 at night, um, yeah, I was struck by lightning when I was actually inside the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was um, I was holding onto the bar onto the bar fridge, um, getting a drink, and it came through the back window. Wow! And um, yeah, that was my NDE right there. Um, so basically, what happened is I could hear my roommate; he was screaming and swearing. But it's like, I mean, it's just a split second. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't. It was just you know, like they say, when you're in a car crash and everything is slow motion. But um, it wasn't so much slow motion. It was just like it's just it just didn't exist. Like time doesn't exist. And I was surrounded with a blue white light, and I could hear metallic clicking in my ear. And I knew exactly what had happened, like mm. in those moments. And then I went to a very dark place, 
um, I was floating through space. Like, that's the best way I can describe it. It's like yeah. when you're floating through the stars and mm-hmm. there's a lot of energy everywhere. But I also felt a presence with me as well. Um, but I didn't see anyone. Like, I knew that I was floating and I knew that Earth or whatever it was was way over there somewhere. Yeah. And I was, um, I was just thinking about my life and, and I literally said the words in my mind or out loud or however it works. Mm-hmm. And I actually said, oh, God, so this is how it ends for me. I literally just like so calm and I was going through a lot of stress at the time. So I was kind of almost um, grateful to experience. Relieved, yeah. yeah. I, I heard you uh, read it yeah. that you had a, a recent like divorce and pretty much things yeah. went down on your luck. Yeah. And um, I had at the time I had a young daughter as well, okay. and um, my ex-wife was actually got caught up in a cult. I'll mm. just leave it at that. She was, <laughs> she was um, yeah, and she was trying to get my daughter involved with the cult as well. Mm. So that's actually when I started thinking it's not resolved. Maybe I, maybe it's not such a good idea that I continue. Like I, I should come back because my daughter won't see the other side of things. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, um, because I had a half the time, so my influence would be gone altogether if exactly. I was gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, and then I, I just, I remember this one particular light in amongst a lot of others, and I, I seemed to be gravitating towards it, but it was like a star, if you can imagine a star, but it's just mm-hmm. like I knew I was getting closer. But a part of me was thinking, okay, but if I go any closer, then there is no way I'll be going back. Yeah. And that's when it wasn't a panic, but it was a realization that um, I'll have to start all over again. Like, but I don't know, this is going to sound strange. This is a strange bit. It's almost like that. It's like, I don't know what's what world that is. So if you imagine it's actually another planet or another life, so maybe I'll, you know, I, don't, I never believe in reincarnation, but I kind of do now. Yeah. Hmm. But, but um, it's almost like, but I don't know what sort of creature I would be, but not particularly of Earth, but another creature. Yeah, yeah no, no, trust, trust me, this is something we, we talk about a lot on the show. Um, well, okay. I don't like to, too much into one theory of reincarnation but i like to mix yeah. in all theories so even like yeah. with what you've experienced it, it could be like car- reincarnation but then again what if reincarnation ties into other universes or different planes yeah yeah, yeah well, that's it and and so what happened then when i made that realization i literally heard a voice saying goran you are going to be fine and then within that hmm. i just came back to this world and I just dropped it. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, I had my roommate screaming and carrying, like, he, he came over and was checking my fingers and my toes and, you know, making sure everything was there. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to call, or he did call the ambulance, but I said, no, 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 no. He called the hospital. Uh, I was adamant I was going to be fine because I was told I was going to be fine. Um and they said I could have internal injuries, you know, that aren't yeah. visible. I did actually have a burn eye above my eye, a burn mark, sorry, above my eye. Um, I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't go to the doctor until two weeks later when I couldn't walk anymore. Oh, wow. And Oof. my calf 
was had swollen up so much and yeah i went in and oh my feet were burning as well like it's like they're on like and it just happened gradually though it was really strange i took a scan and yeah one of my i don't know what you call it like something had ballooned inside my my artery or my in in my yeah yeah but there's no blockage or anything and They just put me on painkillers, and that was it. They're like, like, you've gone two weeks. (laughs) We're like, here, just take this in case you're in pain, and that's it. And then you go perfectly fine. Well, I was shuffling around like an old man, you know. I just just couldn't walk. I just couldn't deal with it. Now, out of sheer curiosity, did you actually look up later on, like, what the odds were of being struck by lightning in your own house by grabbing a refrigerator? Well... There are actually a lot of cases that people do get struck by lightning inside the house. And sometimes it's, um, because when I got struck, it came through the kitchen window, but it also, there's a tree that was just outside, like a gum tree. I don't know if you know what a gum tree Mm -hmm. is, but, um, that got hit as well. So it's like it got hit, but then part of it must've come through, through the back of me. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, but yeah, um, I have looked into it and it's amazing. Like, um, how, even in industry, like in um, in factories, like there's this tiny little slit of a window, like really high up, and people have been struck because it's gone through that tiny little crack and wow. right right into the. It's just incredible. Like yeah, think, yeah. The way if if there's a will, there's a way, and that literally is like the epitome of that right yeah. there. And then, and then yeah. when, when you were well, pretty much, I look I look at it as you were going through the primordial essence of like the universe. And when you were flying through that, did you have any sense of like feelings in your in your body, or like because you say you you felt landing back on the ground? I I, I didn't have any. Um, what I felt like was I was really light. Like if I had any, bur- all my burdens were gone. Mm-hmm. My weight, like um, I, I didn't feel any gravity. If, if, more like um, a euphoria. Yeah, it's, it's more like I've had a I've had one out of body experience when I got. I got knocked out for about 15 minutes. I got kid on punched in the head, and I was, I was out 15 minutes. But later that night, I um I actually had an OBE, um and that's what it was like during my NDE. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, but um in the sense that I felt light, although in the um when I had my OBE, out of body experience, um it was. I think I could I can sense my body more when I was doing it. Like um, I actually panicked hmm. because I was afraid that I couldn't come back, and yeah. I actually I felt like I was like losing air on my um. I had my out of body, so that was I guess it was different. Yeah, when I think about it, interesting. that's interesting because like I've had out of body experience and like oh, I, yeah. it, it's it, it I I understand completely where it's like. I don't know. It's a weird thing where, like, I uh, where you know you are tethered to, to like body. yourself, yeah. And then after yeah. actually watching Insidious, that's when I was like, "Holy crap!" Like that tether could be cut. Like I didn't know that, so it scared me after. Yeah. But uh, but uh, every time the 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 weird thing is when I would always come back to my body, and uh, I'm actually curious as to what happened to you in particular because for me, every single time it felt like. Almost as if like a boulder just fell on my body. Like I was just 100% completely sore and hurting and in tears. Like it was, it's almost like a traumatic experience to come back to your body. At at least for me, was it like that with you as well? Yeah. It, um, 
it almost didn't feel natural. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like this isn't this isn't how it's meant to be. It's like yeah. there's a disconnect. Yeah, it's like uh, it's beyond what we're used we should, to. We should be like like we should be like before, not like now. Yeah. Like, yeah. But um. Yeah, so that was that. The interesting thing about all this, like I've always had, um, uh, you can call it paranormal experiences ever since I was a kid, but it was more um, like I used to get like spirits that come to me or whatever, but I never, or I used to see things, but to me they're kind of, they're, they're solid. Hmm. It's very rare that I don't see anything that was sort of see-through. Hmm. It was mostly through, mostly through dreams, but I kind of wake up in my dream and then I'm talking to people or whatever. Uh, yeah, I have yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I had a several cases like that where I, I do more dream work with, within my own practice because um, I, I haven't had too much um, experience with the out of body experience, but I think I do more of that while I sleep. And anytime I run into entities, like I had this thing, well, I feel like it was this thing trying to get into my room, and I've made my room a sanctuary, you know, yeah. but it kept asking me for permission like I was on one side of the door and for whatever reason close to the ground and it was talking to me through the door like just talking to me as if it was my mother and trying to get permission to come in like if I would have let it in and something felt off and wrong so I didn't and nothing came Uh, in but at that point it kind of got angry and at that point it lost the facade (laughs) of my mother yeah so that's a little bit of what I've seen so yeah that's interesting because I did have a time where I was disturbed and it actually asked for my permission. Hmm. Like, to, to, but it was already in the room, I was on, on the bed. But, and, and I was, like, I had a really, I went to bed with a really bad migraine hmm. at a particular time. And I just didn't care. Like, yeah, that's okay. But, um, what was interesting before, before my, um, NDE, it was more that kind of stuff. Hmm. And, you know, like, I, you know, I'd, I'd be working at a factory, I used to working in Brisbane, and I'd see someone walking through, like working late at night, I was the yeah. only one there. But my brain doesn't register that I'm the only one there because when you see someone in solid, you think... You're trying to make sense of it, yeah. And then, of course, the story came out that there's this guy that died there, you know, the usual. But, but it's always a solid thing. So I've had all that, but then after I got struck by lightning and I had my NDE, that's when I started to get sleep paralysis and that's when all this alien stuff started to come. So that was the big shift. So I get both, but after the, after the 2001 struck by lightning thing, Mm -hmm. the alien stuff, like I had paralysis, sleep paralysis had had the alien stuff. And then I got to a point where I could almost control myself and go, okay, no, I'm going to move now. And after that point, I had these surreal dreams where I'd actually go with them, have conversations with them. They, you know, it's just incredible. So I don't know. Uh, there is there is that veil that we kind of we can get confused with mm-hmm. with um, with the ghost sort of stuff and then the um, the alien sort of stuff. It's, well, yeah, it, it seems like with your experience beforehand, you were more tied to the world, this world, and the spirits yeah. within this realm and after you you died essentially you broke that realm and kind of expanded to the outer beings which are the aliens now uh, with that being said how do you differentiate the two when you know it's like this is a paranormal experience and the other one is like this is you know uh, uh, obviously an alien or something else 
primordial. So originally, originally it was more to do with um, your body feels more like it's um, like you got paralysis. Hmm. But there is also a really the energy is much heavier. Okay. With the stuff. So it actually feels like uh, unlike uh, you know some people say sleep paralysis is ghost sitting and that's when you can finally relax your entire body mm-hmm. essentially not giving this ghost any more energy yeah. you you're yeah. able to move but with this it actually felt like something forcefully is just pushing you down and you're not able to move the theta state yeah yeah, yeah. so even when when i when you speak freely yeah because there came a point where maybe that I don't know. Like, I don't know how it works exactly because we ne- we will pretend we do, but exactly. we don't. Yeah. But um, but when it came to a point where they were confident that I wasn't going to hurt them or that I wasn't that I was okay with it, you know, so I can I can be free and you know move around and talk and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, but there is definitely a more physical or metaphysical thing with the ETs. So even though you know they can give the illusion. They're invisible or whatever. You kind of, it's it's almost like no. You still feel a bit like me. Yeah. Like you're still like me. It's just that you've somehow managed to. Um, Almost you know, camouflage I, yourself. Yeah. Well, maybe because of their spirituality, or because they've been around for like however long they've been around mm-hmm. for. They, they they connect science with um with the spiritual stuff, and they can you know, form the two together, whereas we're very much uh, what you see is what you get sort of yeah. thing, which is so primitive, but that's unfortunately how it is. Well, it's interesting because even like with now, they're they're developing technology to push uh, lucid dreaming. So even with our own technology, we're starting to venture into what was considered witchcraft or make-believe. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how... Um, yeah, and I and I believe like we've, we've had civilizations that here on Earth that have already been through that, and then, mm-hmm. and man comes along with their egos and control or whatever, and exactly, and it's just been recycling and recycling and recycling. Yeah, I, I well, I feel like if there is a higher power, then well, we're all different for a reason, and it's through our upbringing and our cultures that we tend to see the spirits and we project our own views onto them because they are unimaginable. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, uh, have you been able to meet anybody that has had similar experiences or, or similar uh, uh, anything, even uh, maybe the same situation, and you, you're actually able to relate with this person by chance? Um, not not with the sort of, well, having said that, one of the dreams I had many years ago after I was struck by lightning was I met I was at this place and it was like a hospital. I, ju- I just woke up in this bed right, and there was all these beings around me. But it, and I can actually, it's the first time that I could actually smell. Um, it was very clinical, like, but it was, it, was, it was like a real metallic, clean metallic smell, but too clean. Hmm. Um, and I woke up, but it's like I, I knew where I was, but I couldn't remember where I'd gone. And I remember these beings around the bed and it was like... Um, it was almost futuristic, and there was a massive window, and I could see a cliff face outside the window. It was like I was in a crater or something. Anyway, and I, and these these beings are just they had their head down, they didn't say anything, and I saw another being which is slightly different over at the other end. 
And I actually got up and I walked over to him and I said to him, and I just looked out the window for a while and then, you know, you can see this, uh, it's just this plant life and this futuristic city. Like I'm not into sci-fi. I don't actually read any sci-fi yeah. stuff. <laughs> I could paint this. That'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I just said to the this other being, like, you don't understand. This is just, it's too hard. Like, yeah. it's just too much. I'm exhausted. Um, I, didn't, I felt like I didn't belong in his world, but I didn't belong in this one either. And, yeah, so but to answer your question, what happened was I ended up somehow back on the bed and I looked over and there was a lady lying down, which I hadn't noticed before, and she just said to me point blank, you know, we have to go back and finish this. And hmm. then I woke up. So, and <laughs> I don't know, like in my mind's mind, like maybe because I want to believe that I think that's Claire, my wife now. Mm-hmm. And I saw those years ago, but, um, you know, but there was, that's how it happened. That there was someone that actually said that to me. And, and with that, I put my head back and then I worked back up into this world. Okay. <laughs> well, that's uh, it's interesting that you say. Well, do you, do you believe it was your your wife? I believe that it was her in whatever form she might have been, because she her looked avatar. like she was, she was, you know, she looked like my wife. Yeah. But whether that's a convenience for me to believe that, yeah. I don't. Well, it's uh, interesting that you say it because of my fiance. She, she's right here, and she always tells me that she always had dreams of situations where we're in now, you know, where I, I've been here, I've seen you, but I can never see your face. It was always like a blank face or it's one thing that was removed from the memory, but the feeling of us being together and all that was there. And it like, she's had more than 10 of these deja vu moments. And that's interesting too, because that, that's more credible to me because you can't fake emotion. It's like when you see someone, you know, you can mistake them for what they look like. Mm-hmm. But, but when you talk to someone and you you, you get their emotional state or mm-hmm. their something deeper, you can't mistake that. That to me is a fingerprint. That's true. Yeah. So like, yeah. So um, so yeah. Very. Yeah. It's very interesting you said that. So. Well, that's what I love about this stuff, because even if we don't have the exact same experiences together, it makes more sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, you've had a lot, a lot of experiences. uh, uh, And within your book, do we cover it all the way from when you were a child and, you know, kind of the things that you experienced Uh, then? Or do we just talk about obviously uh the lightning and what has happened from that point on well it's interesting because the book itself which is this one you probably can't see that but um i actually wrote another book after my lightning strike this isn't it this this is actually um the book after my first book in the first book i actually wrote about my life and all that and i'll tell you now like i didn't put my name to it i actually used a pseudonym okay um and that, because it was so personal and it, it dealt with um, the mindset of people and how they get caught up in certain cults and all the rest of it, so that had that touched, that actually had the actual um, um, near-death experience in that one. This one does too, but I actually expand on it. And this is, even though this is a fictional book, the chapters themselves are actually real. 
Mm. As in, those are the things that actually happen. But I wanted to create a story this time. So this one took me 11 years to write because I want. I had I interviewed priests. I interviewed, um, you know, I mixed with the homeless. Like I, I wanted to get really into the mindset of disturbed people as well. And um, yeah, like I even interviewed. Even though I culled this to half, like it actually should be twice as thick as that. But okay. I, I wanted to, to make it. You know, but it's interesting, like I had um, interviewed priests about the alien abduction things and, um, you know, and it's just amazing how religion is just um, caught up in the alien stuff, but they don't they don't really share that information with... with um, the public. With their patrons. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I heard there's there's plenty of, like, secret documents within the Catholic Church that they don't even allow their, their priests to see. Which is very strange in the idea of spirituality because it should be free knowledge. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, <laughs> like, come on, you could. F- I can't even explain how many things are being hidden from everybody in general. Period. On a daily <laughs> basis, you're like with your closest friends, let alone people that are like, "Hey, guess what? You know what? There was uh, there was giants that walked amongst the earth." And it's like, yeah. really? How are you gonna prove that? Well, you know what? I'm just gonna shut up while I got the chance right now. So there, there's. So much that, you know, uh, there are answers out there. I mean, even if you think about it, like, I want to go to the pyramids, right? Yeah, cool, go to the pyramids. Well, I want to walk amongst the pyramids. No, 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 you can't go in because, you know what? It's pretty outside, isn't it? Take a picture. Take a picture. Look, they, you buy a little Imhotep. To, go ahead. To, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your vacation in Egypt. Like, there, there are answers out there, and I'm, I'm sure that they're very obtainable, but there's been so, you know, I don't know if maybe the answer is people can't handle it. Uh, people can handle it. Uh, I mean, even that goes back to Tom DeLonge right now, currently uh-huh. working on, you know, uh, I think it's like Into the Stars or something. And supposedly he's working with the government and he's able to tell everybody about aliens and he has all this knowledge about aliens, but it's classified. So is this the crazy man, which 50% of the people will believe? Or is this someone that really does have all the answers and he's just trying to do what he said he's supposed to do which is slowly bring it to the public so it makes it relatable and after so many years they'll be like oh this makes sense because i watched this movie uh that he made or you know i watch aliens so i believe in aliens yes exactly it's almost like brainwashing if you will supposedly and and that's exactly why i wrote this book the way that i did i wanted to create a story because I wanted people to emotionally attach to it rather than saying, oh, these are the facts, just follow them. Like, this isn't a book about um, these are the facts, just follow them. This is just a story. But then people will, it's like you're saying, you slowly yeah. you slowly get them interested. You know, you slowly make them think about it. And then know? by and the end it, of it, they learn something. Yeah, and they might not even realize how they got there. Yeah. It's just such a slow burn, you know, like... It's very true because, like, honestly, everything that got me into spirituality was the old mythology stories and the ones that related, like Zeus and stories like that. And it kind of opened up my world to the polytheism or that there's more things out there that we don't understand. Yeah, definitely. It's like, um, it's interesting. One of the, although it's not in this book, but um, there's a Baptist church that's not far from here. And I always like the architecture because I'm into architecture yeah. like, you know, buildings. And the Gold Coast in Australia, there's, you know, it's just normal buildings. There's nothing like really exciting. But um, I've always wanted to go there, so I decided just to slip in one day. You know, I sat at the back, 
and like it was just all wood, you know, the timber kind of, you know, you, you, you guys probably see that sort of stuff all the time, but for mm-hmm. me it was like it was just a treat. Um, I wasn't interested in the other aspects of it. I just purely wanted to experience the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking, but what happened was, the, I don't know if you call them pastors, preachers, whatever they are, but he was talking about it. He had an accent. And it was like, he had a really thick American accent. Like mm-hmm. that really Anyway, and I, after the, you know, with respect, you know, I walked out after everyone else. But he grabbed me and then, um, you know, he hadn't seen me before, blah, blah, blah. And we started talking and then I thought, okay, well, I can't help myself because I'd already started to, to write things down for this book. So I asked him all these questions. And in the end, how what it turned out, I asked him how he got, in, got here from America to be a pastor of this church. And then I asked him about the alien stuff because hmm. it was just so, so forefront on my mind. And he said that he, as a child, was obsessed with UFOs. He was obsessed with, um, you know, the UFO photos and aliens and all that sort of stuff. So then he decided to be a scientist and he worked for NASA because he thought that he could get closer to understanding all that or seeing some proof of it. Then he, after quite a while, he said he could not prove the existence of UFOs or aliens. So then he turned to God, and that's how he became what he did. <laughs> Very interesting. Though. Like here, you're looking about for the aliens stuff, and you found the perfect guy for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I want to be closer okay. to the aliens because you know I'm going to go closer to the stars. Like <laughs> we're we're not doing that over here. Well, I guess I got to go, man. That's and you got to be like I would, I'd assume wicked smart to be a part of nasa yeah unless you know you're like trying to go for like the desk clerk then i i don't know if they still do like an aptitude yeah. test for that maybe they do i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah it's some sort of scientific um background like you went to obviously mm-hmm. university or whatnot. but um i think it from memory i think you dealt with like the rocket sort of parts or something okay know. So, uh, what do you look forward to most uh, for people reading uh, your current, uh, your, your new book? Um, for them to just, um, the biggest thing for me is not to believe it, like it's not not to take it literally. So, what I what I like to do is the way I write. It's it's very multi layered. So, um, so this book, like if you go online, like I say, I take six about six hours to read. There are people that have been reading it for weeks and they haven't got through it yet because it is because there's a lot of psychology into it and there's a lot of um, depth that people have to pull from their own experiences to understand or to interpret. Great. So it's not a book like this is a rule book and you follow. So what I want them to get from it is to actually think for yourself, not to not to follow anybody else, be your own person and actually question everything that you see. And above all, how does it really feel? Not how you want it to feel within yourself, but how does it really feel when, um, you know, you like the idea of this God that's going to judge and if I do all my work, you know, and um, try and convert people, then I'm going to get to heaven. Like, you know, that's a nice kind of fantasy in my, my mind. But, yeah. but the reality is it's not about anyone other than yourself. And with my NDE particularly, 
I was actually amazed at how much control you, you really do have. Like, people don't realize, like, it's like, oh, so when you when you have an NDE, it's not, it's not up to you to decide your fate. And I believe maybe that's true for some cases. Hmm. But it's amazing how much control you actually do have at the same time. So it's like, yeah, I never got this judgmental God that, you know, all that sort of stuff. It was more, it's almost like you kind of judge yourself. And whatever you put into this world, how you are as a person right now, you carry that on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're connecting to a lot of my own personal theories is oh, that sure. we, we are ultimately held up to our own belief systems. You know, it's whatever you believe in those people that are judging, like, let's say, the gays and they do something. Um, it, the gays won't be judged for what they believe, but they'll be judged for how they believe that they would be judged, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but, yeah. absolutely. And that's why, like, people have such um, different variations of near-death experiences. Like, some people see see hell, you know. Some yeah. people see. Ooh, some but people that's because see, they fear that's like, it. Well, that's yeah. like uh, Kevin Smith's dad. Uh, he right before he died, he woke up screaming and just said, "I was on fire," and just oh. then ended up passing away. And they're but like, see, that's that's dying like, with guilt on on your heart, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, can you know, imagine how horrible when you go to be like, "What happened to Dad?" Well, he woke up screaming, saying he was on fire, and just you know, like passed away after. You know, I, I've had actually, I was born not breathing. Now that I think about this. I I totally forgot about that, but I've had a few near death experiences. And even then, like, I don't know, it's weird. It's, I usually just get the slow mo. I get the slow, like, right before I got hit by a car, I just looked and I see the car coming. I'm like, and in my head, I had time enough to tell myself, I need to take a step back. And I take a step back, and the car barely missed me. And I might add, it's like, it was like flying at like 45, 55 miles per hour. It was like, and what if you were just getting like a, a sense from one of the old, alternate universes where you were hit by that car yeah no right know? yeah thanks now you just scared me Aaron. Well, i'm not crossing streets anymore <laughs> well that's why that's why i was trying to say do, is because you think that someone ever looks after you in that way like is there someone around you or it, you know what i, I want to say yes but it's my voice saying it so unless like I, i'm gonna have to piggyback on what aaron's saying if it is like an alternate reality where like somebody is saying like hey you're supposed to step back well there's there's but, other theories though that you know, we are our own, like anytime you interact with these other entities, that they're different forms of yourself. You know, even like the idea of the soulmate or your, your, your wife, when you saw her on that bed, that could have been you essentially like a different part. Or what if that is soulmates of like two parts? And at the end of it all, we come back together. Yeah. And that too, believe it or not, is covered in the book. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm Sorry, very yeah, excited to read your book. Yeah, because there, there are experiences like that where um, I remember one of the most horrible dreams I've ever had, Like, because I don't get frightened, of, especially when, uh, I don't know. To me, it's like people frighten me more than you know, when I see someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the most frightening one was, and I mean, I think other people might have said it before, before but it was when I saw myself. It was like I, I was an in I was older in my dream, but then this young me was standing in front of me, and I, I, I couldn't look. You know, I was just like my brain couldn't handle it. Yeah, and, and I was caught up. I was just stuck, like for quite a long, long time in in that moment, and then I collapsed on the floor, and then I woke up. But then I went straight into another dream, which which had even more relevance. And, mm. oh, 
So it's kind of like the the theories in time travel. If you ran into your younger self and it kind of makes a time loop or, you know, it's kind of disturbance within like maybe you're not supposed to. I don't know. That's the uh, thing. We don't know anything. <laughs> now, uh, uh, with that, uh, with that being said, we can't take too much more of your time. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we can literally much. sit here all day because trust <laughs> me, like Aaron and I will pick your brain and we will all share stories. But uh, uh, do you have an, uh, 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 anything else you would like to go ahead and, and uh, push out there? Push it out there. Well, um, I, I do see you have Gothic Zen Studios, which looks awesome from the website okay, and everything. Yeah. yeah, that's our film um, company. I, I went to uni and then I, we created this film company when I was at uni. And um, we do a lot of different things. But my focus this year is, see, this book that I wrote, it was actually always intended to be a TV series. Oh. Yeah, I didn't actually write it as a book per se. Like, I've always envisioned it to be a TV series. So this year I'm hoping to hopefully do the pilot and then I'd like it to do a script and then hopefully um, it will develop from there. So May- this, is like the, this is like the blueprint for that. Beautiful. May we ask uh, where you're trying to shop around and uh, what companies you're trying to, to hit up to possibly make this pilot? Or no, I shouldn't uh, say pilot because the pilot you're trying to sell to the to the yeah, companies. Yeah. Are, you, are you thinking more sci-fi? Or are you thinking, uh, I, I don't know what channels are over in Australia. I don't know if it's the same or not. Well, it would be multiple. The main, the main character in this book is, um, he used to be a priest. But then he became a, like a psychiatrist, but one that's very, like, very disturbed. And the more disturbed he gets, the more he can, um, through paranormal means or through whatever abilities he's got, because he's so messed up, he can relate to the most damaged patients. And that's how he helps people. But at the same time, he himself crumbles like he's just, it's just, and um, so if you can imagine a character like House, you know, the TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah how he's a doctor, but he's really messed up. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing. So, so he's, a, he's always best when helping others. Yeah, but he's extremely disturbed. <laughs> and those always make for the, the best stories. or Those are always my favorite stories. So I'm sure. definitely going to picture up a acupuncture of the mind. Of course. Oh, Last but not least, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Um, I've got acupuncturofthemind.com is um, my book's just website, but basically you can get it through Amazon, through Barnes and Noble, through yeah, just wherever. And um, yeah, our website um, for Gothic Zen Studios is gothiczenstudios.com.au. Oh, sorry, no, gothiczen.com.au. I say that all the time. Honestly, earlier I just put in Gothic Zen Studios and and it came right up on Google. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for coming on. We do appreciate your time. Yeah, if you ever want to do this again, we're we're very open to to share more experiences. Yes, by all means. (laughs) And I always like learning as well, so that's that's been... um, it's really enjoyable for me because I got to hear, oh, you know, <laughs> there's that connection there with that too. So. Well, yeah, it gives thank us you. a little bit more conviction with what we believe in. Yeah. And thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate your time. Thank you. You, you have, have a great, great day. day. Good morning. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, there you go, awesome. you guys. That was cool. Yeah. So um, uh, we are, wait, what? Very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Aaron. <sighs> 
Huh. I got to go to Barnes and Nobles and pick up Pop Kids. It's a Davy Havocs uh, <laughs> book. Uh, I I swore I wouldn't read it just because it's like really like obnoxious and out there. Really? But uh, now I, I, I feel like I got to pick up two books. It sounded really good. Uh, like I, I didn't know it was a fiction story. I thought it was more telling his experiences. Well, see, that's the weird thing that he mentioned that. And like but I said smart. earlier with, it, it uh, lined with, up perfectly. With, with Tom DeLong, that's what he's also doing too. So it seems like these people that know a lot of stuff and have a lot of knowledge about it. They know are, people can't handle yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you can't be straightforward to convincing someone like, Hey, I've seen a ghost. That's why you always start off with the story. Hey, you know, uh, 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 I'll quote, I'll quote, I'll even quote Hellboy right now. Yeah, there are things that go bump in the night, and we're the things that bump back. You always say, "Hey, do you ever get that feeling that there's something watching over your shoulder?" And you're like, "Uh," and then it's like, "Do you ever, you know, all these, all these." These feelings, these experiences, of course, people are always going to want to ignore, but you have to slowly but surely introduce to them like these five unique experiences within your life actually equal up to, hey, you're having, you know, an outer body experience. You're having you're able to control your dreams. There's a demon following you. There's there's all these things that you're able well, to go ahead and do that. it's fucking weird that he even said that this thing was trying to ask for permission, even on his side. So it honestly seems like they'll try to find their way either either way. If you're ignoring them, they're going to find a way to get you or at least get your acknowledgement of them. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, 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 couldn't have been... Oh, wait, no. I wasn't supposed to hit that at all. I was actually trying to hit... Hunt for the Paranormal music. My apologies, you guys. Uh, it's not ending. It's not ending. We're never ending. We're never ending. No, but, um, uh, man, this was this was no, pro- one it, of the funnest interviews I've done in a long time. Like, I feel like it, even when we weren't, before we talked to him, you know, we were talking things that we started talking about. Gordon, like, yeah. like what I was saying, uh, I didn't believe in it before. You know, me, out of everybody, you know, like, now I'm very spiritual, very much open-minded to every philosophy. Yeah. Which I hope our listeners are, too. Obviously, yeah, they are yeah. if they're listening. Well, exactly. And that's why we love them, you know, our, our little paranormies out there. Um but no, yeah. you called them something else. What was paranormies? it? Paranormies? Yeah. No, was that? it paranormies? Yeah, ghosts and ghouls and paranormies. Okay. <laughs> well, that's... Paranormans? Like that's all I think Paranormans, about when you say that. that. Too, yeah. <laughs> I want my eraser uh, uh, top haircut now. Yeah, but like I, I was saying, you know, it took me a lot of time to get where I am. You know, years of just even... Didn't take me at all. I was studying. haunted right at the beginning. <laughs> but, but yeah, but even when I saw the things I saw, even as a younger kid, I, I kind of like brushed it off or just paid attention to what was going on in my life rather than trying to be more open to it, you know, yeah. which ultimately being more open to it led me here, you know? Yeah. I was telling Gino fucking weeks before I met you guys, like, all I want is a creative outlet where I could talk about supernatural <laughs> shit. <laughs> Two weeks later, I find out you guys are four blocks down the street, you know? Like, uh, and I found a creative outlet where I could talk about paranormal shit. Yeah, dude, it's it, it manifestation it's insane i think it's just weird that there's so many people out there that actually do kind of relate to all this and have so many experiences because you know when when you keep it to yourself you almost feel like you're the Crazy. only one yeah i mean like you <laughs> well, don't it feel a lot man, better like, hearing him relate especially with like the stories of seeing his wife but 
not necessarily being her, but like the yeah. avatar of her. And seemed like you, you and him are going to be best friends. Oh, that's gonna, what I, was, I, I, I say was within five I was years. Like, I like this guy. It's I, gonna be fun. I say within five years, you guys are going to be sharing a foster. He's probably <laughs> mad that I said that right now because <laughs> they don't drink. It's like when you tell a Mexican, like you love Corona. It's like that's racist. <laughs> but you know, uh, I, I felt like you two uh, did have have a lot in common. So it, it was very. Well, I always wanted to go to Australia. So if we ever do, we at least we know someone out there we can actually do some we that's cute you think i'll fly (laughs) you don't like flying hell no look i got a thing man i got a thing bro see see this ground i'm on right now 15 hour flight to europe we're gonna do you see this ground i'm on right now i'm scared this ground we're standing on right now I like this ground. There's no reason to go up there, and there's no reason to go out there. there I don't do sea. I don't do don't do flying. None of that. I, I, I feel you because there's three times when we're just flying to Alaska, and it's like about like an hour or a couple hours like, or I'm so. Gonna die, I'm gonna die. There's I'm gonna like die. three points of turbulence, and this was before I like asked her to marry me. So I'm imagining if this plane goes down, I'm pulling this shit out of my pocket <laughs> and doing this now because I'm no way I'm dying. <laughs> without doing this man i i was praying on an hour and 15 minute flight to portland bro <laughs> i might add the plane was only like economy so like it shook but it, it like it's not turbulence it's just you know it's it's a it's, it's a slight error yeah. bro prayed my rosary the <laughs> entire way i was almost in tears hate flying man well, didn't you watch american gods a man, didn't you watch the Twilight Zone? <laughs> There's someone on the way. There's something. It's a chupacabra. Oh, man. Well, of course, you guys, uh, you can follow us at Hunt for the Paranormal. Uh, I think it's HTP Pod over on Twitter. Twitter. We got the Instagram going. Um, Hunt for the Paranormal podcast, right? Yeah, uh, no, just, or just for the Hunt paranormal. for the Paranormal. Yeah. And then also, I got my Instagram, if you guys want to check that out. By the way, so much more activity on the Facebook. I'm so glad that you guys are dropping stuff here and there, because I'm always interested, especially when I'm like, I didn't post that. Who posted that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I, I'm actually, because I, I don't use Facebook that much, but now I'm starting to follow more people that share my views. So it's interesting, because now we're building a little community of yeah. information flowing around. So We can also follow we like, you we as well on, a, on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that would be under AD. Marrero, M A R R E R O. Oh, it's not acidic Aaron on there. No, but you can just do acidic Aaron, and it generally every one of my like profiles are linked to another. Yeah. So um, it's easiest to go through Instagram, acidic Aaron, uh, with an underscore in between the two. And then for all the podcasts, of course, you can go on Twitter at Rat House R A T T H A U S, or for all the podcasts in general, Rat House R A T T H A U S dot net. We got some Pop Funko discounts now, man. Oh yeah, so we just got a new yeah, sponsor, dude. So you can go ahead, go on there, click on the Pop Funko link, order all your awesome Pop Fungos. I want a uh, sexy Jeff Goldblum. Have you guys seen that at I all? I get Krampus. Oh, the one he's laying down. Yeah, like that yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and of course, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna pimp out this hunt for the paranormal shirt I'm currently wearing right now. We're gonna put that get on. Get your the got Instagram. sage shirts and keep yourself protected. Exactly. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Oh, oh, you don't end it like me. What? How do you let it go? I usually go. I'm your host, MTR. I'm your host, Cynic yeah. Karen, and with me always. Not always, but special guest, Every MTR. so often. Yeah, there you go. You guys. And my fiance, Gina. Thank you, Areola. Gina. Bye. <laughs> yes, Ariola. <laughs> there should be some people that are like, wait, what? <laughs>